Hey, how are you guys doing? Fantastic listeners. It's Saturday, October 21st, and you're back with Bite Size Climate Tech. I am Lydia, your host, and on this exciting climate adventure together with you. Today, we're, we're diving deep, and remember that mysterious number 59? It's 59 gigatons, the total net greenhouse gas emitted by human beings in 2019. Intrigued? Hold tight. We'll circle back to this treasure later. Let's take a look, closer look at carbon dioxide equivalent CO2e. Picture this. Before the Industrial Revolution, every million molecules of air had a cozy 283 molecules of CO2e, or parts per million ppm, as you might often see somewhere else. I never really got into such a detail in terms of ppm, I just accept it as is, but when I actually look into it, it's a fascinating idea, parts per million. Fast forward to 2022, that number skyrocketed to 523 ppm. To put it simply, our atmosphere has seen a rapid CO2e increase in less than 200 years. You might wonder, why does that matter? Well, scientists and other bright minds have been diligently measuring this impact. According to IPCC, we need to keep CO2e below 430 ppm to maintain a stable climate. Now, here's an interesting tidbit. NOAA, the institution tracking out Earth's warming, greenhouse gas emission, etc., this institution started their annual greenhouse gas index, AGGI, in 1990. According to them, it took around 240 years for the AGGI to go from zero to one a 100% increase. In just about 32 years, from 1990 to 2022, it shot up by another 49%, reaching 1.49 with CO2 equivalent at 522 parts per million. And yes, while greenhouse gases are invisible, their impact isn't. The emission is measured by weight, bringing us back to our familiar number, 59 gigatons. Sometimes I feel like these numbers are really far away from us. Gigaton. What is a gigaton? One single gigaton, it turns out, equals 10,000 fully loaded aircraft carriers. Now, that's heavy stuff. If the earth is above that, filling up with carbon dioxide, the water is now overflowing, representing the excess CO2 in the atmosphere. And that's why we need carbon removal, the ultimate drain for this overflowing tub. Hey, it's not all gloom and doom. Now buckle up as we delve into the game changer, carbon dioxide removal, or CDR for short. This superhero of the climate tech world holds the key to inching closer to our Paris Agreement goal, which is a 1.5 degree goal that is really far away from us, even further and further away. The technology CDR methods vary from direct air capture to afforestation, offering diverse ways to clean our atmosphere, and we will talk about them in the next episode. And also, there's a catch. It's a tale of controversy and innovation. While some hail CDR as our saving grace, others raise ethical and environmental concerns. Can we truly converse the damage? Are these methods full pool? Or do they come with unforeseen consequences? These questions spark debates in labs, boardrooms, and households worldwide. 
topic. Thank you for joining me today. I'm your host Lydia. I am not an engineer and just somebody who's very enthusiastic. I care about the climate. I want everybody to understand a little bit more, and we can move forward as a society. Stay curious and keep exploring the world of climate tech. I'll see you next time. Note. ESRL's Global Monitoring Laboratory GML of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration NOAA, conducts research that addresses three major challenges, greenhouse gas and carbon cycle feedbacks, changes in clouds, aerosols and surface radiation, and recovery of stratospheric ozone. A quick reminder, all content on bite-sized climate tech is based on public information and personal opinion and observations.